This is Saturday, February 10th. Are you good at breaking code? Do you like puzzles? And will you put the time in to solve them? Recently, I came across a fascinating article about the Herculaneum papyri. They are a collection of scrolls that were buried inside an Italian countryside villa by the same volcanic eruption in 79 AD that froze the city of Pompeii in time. To date, only about 800 of the scrolls have been recovered from the small portion of the villa that's been excavated. But it's thought that the villa, which historians believe belonged to Julius Caesar's prosperous father-in-law, had a huge library that contained thousands or even tens of thousands more. But with these amazing scrolls, there's an immense problem. Because they were flash-fired by the lava of the volcano, you can't just open one up and read it. They are burnt shut, you might say, tightly rolled up. If you try to open one of these scrolls, they will disintegrate in your hands. Hence the problem with the treasure hunt. Now, to encourage researchers to find a way to unlock the scrolls, last year what was called the Vesuvius Challenge was begun. In the challenge, people are offered a million-dollar prize for unlocking the text of one of these scrolls. It's a fascinating thing to open a scroll's contents that have been locked away for so long and appear into the first century A.D., not long after Jesus. Now that leads me to our text for today. This is Acts chapter 2, verse 9 to 11. When the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine, and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when the people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee, and manifested his glory, and the disciples believed in him. Now today we finish up the passage about Jesus' miracle of changing the water into wine at the wedding he was invited to with his disciples. Notice that what Jesus does is not called a miracle by the Apostle John. He calls it a sign. The Greek word used here is where we get our word semiotics from. It is the study of signs. The thing about signs is that signs point beyond themselves to something greater, something important for us to know. So yes, while Jesus solved the wine problem at the wedding by producing over 120 gallons of excellent wine, he was doing far more than that. He was giving his disciples a sign to teach them about his ministry and his mission. He explained to them later, No one takes new wine and puts it into old wineskins. If he does, the skins will burst and the wine will be lost. And that's true. Old wineskins have already been stretched by the process of fermentation the, with the first wine put inside. And putting new wine in them will stretch them even further. It will stretch them to the breaking point. Jesus was trying to teach his disciples that Judaism, with its laws and regulations, will not be able to contain the kingdom and the grace that he is bringing. The wine of joy will replace the letter of the law 
that convicts us of sin. And instead, Jesus will bring forgiveness. Now, this is the sign Jesus is showing his disciples. The old covenant will be fulfilled by the new covenant. The old covenant brought death. The new will bring life. The old brought the burden of keeping the law, which no one could fulfill. And the new brings the joy of being loved by the Father, this love that's given freely. The old faith anchored in the law will burst with the new wine of the new covenant. So the miracle of Jesus is a sign showing forth what Jesus has come to do. And the good news is, well, there's plenty of new wine to go around. There's enough for you and me. The disciples see this and they begin to believe in him. They begin to see why he has come and what he has come to do. I hope we can see that as well. Now, Jesus doesn't say that the law is bad and we should reject it. He is saying there is something greater than the law that is found in him. Here is how John explains this in the first chapter of his gospel. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. That's John 1.17. Okay, I want to go back to this fascinating story of the papyri found in the villa near Mount Vesuvius. One young man got one of those scrolls scanned and was able to decipher enough of it to win the prize for getting the ball rolling. How did he do that? He stared at one of the scanned images until his mind became trained to recognize characters one at a time. The first word he discovered was the word purple, believe it or not, in Greek. Before long, with the additional help Of artificial intelligence, 15 columns of text were laid bare. Of course, he was hoping for something in the scroll, maybe about Jesus or about one of the Roman emperors, but the material has been very mundane thus far. But that's just one scroll. There are hundreds more to be deciphered. I think the question for us is, have we understood the sign of Jesus' miracle? Do we understand what Jesus came to do and the life he offers to us in his death and resurrection? Will we rest in that today? Let's pray. Faithful and loving God, open the eyes of our hearts to reveal your glory and to show us what Jesus has done for us. We rejoice, though though the wine, the joy in our world always runs out, that Jesus gives us a joy welling up to eternal life. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.